0: Welcome to the Be Your Own Loud podcast. Kirk and I started this podcast to inspire experts around the world, experts who wanna free themselves from the torment of sales. In every interview, we reverse engineer our guest's success, and our guest today is actually my business partner, Kirk Lowe. We're gonna talk about Proud mouth, what it means, and really, truly, our major focus on what being an influence accelerator really means. All right, let's go your own loud Today Kirk Lowe and I are going to talk about something that's really kind of personal which is how podcasting has really not just changed our business but really changed our lives and Kirk you've got a great story right out of the gate here about like an epiphany that happened with an interaction so why why don't we start there
1: It wasn't my epiphany however Anyway, I'll just tell you a story. So I have four kids, probably if you've listened to this podcast before, you may have heard that at this point in time, my oldest Christian is 17 years old and he's, he's kind of a quiet kid at times, not necessarily around our house and wonderful kid, but quiet and not necessarily the best communicator, a little bit like his dad in that regard, but lots of love anyway. So one day I think it was the start of covid and you're spending a lot more time with your family. Something that happened at work, we started using Christian for editing. He's just one of those kids who can do a lot of stuff. He's he's a gifted kid. He just picks up stuff really quick. So he got to experience our company a little bit. I think he spent a little bit of time with Lisa, a little bit of time with Eric. So Lisa's our operations guru. Eric is one of our wonderful voice talents and co-hosts. I don't know if he spoke with you, Matt. I think he might've spent some time with you too. Anyway, we're sitting down for dinner, quiet night. He kind of takes the the table of the, the room and says, look, everybody, I want to say something here, which was kind of surprising because he'd never done that before. He started choking up and he said, I just wanted to let you know, I am so proud of my dad for building the company that he has built and for, Doing right by us, kind of like our family. It was an unbelievable moment. I'm trying not to get emotional about it, but for my my kid, I was really proud of it for him to notice stuff like that, because I thought it was a huge sign of growing up and being grateful for what you have and grateful for the people around you. Cause we can all be complacent with that kind of stuff. I also love that he kind of took it as a, as a important role for him to express to his siblings. Anyway, it was a wonderful moment for me, absolutely a highlight of 2020, which isn't saying much because it's been a crazy year for a lot of people, but for the rest of my life, I, I definitely will never forget that moment with my kid and my family. The reason that I'm telling the story is because if, if your kid says something to you like that, especially the way the kind of kid my kid is, who was not easy to get that kind of stuff out of. I thought it was a wonderful sign that we're definitely doing something right here, right? And a lot of that has to do with, you know, the people that we have in the company too, which we'll we'll talk about a little bit later. But when you're in when you're in business or whatever you're doing in life, if you're doing something you're passionate about and you're doing all the right things, somebody important to you recognizes that, somebody that you really admire, like I do my son, that can be a wonderful gift. That is part of there's a lot of stuff around that are packed into that, that have been the, the impact that podcasting has had on our lives, and that, is a, that was a precious one for me, or is. How did we end up here?
0: I tell this story a lot on, on sales calls, but I haven't heard you tell your version of this story in actually quite a while. How did we end up offering what we offer and using podcasting in your mind as
1: our basis of everything that we do? I've been around the business of marketing in this company when I left another job for since 2000. Right now we're just coming to the end of 2020 and some 20 years plus in the business. Really I look at how marketing's evolved. That's how we got to podcasting because podcasting is really about marketing to a degree. It really is marketing over the years, developing websites understand that a website's not very good unless it has a brand or a story so you start adding that and then you realize ah, you got to have content so you start writing blogs and you're like wow we gotta you know we gotta the blog can really help us with seo because we want to get searched guess what not enough people are searching maybe we got to run some ads we're starting to get people clicking on our our papers or our newsletter okay now we got to start emailing creating nurture sequences oh i'm not connecting with people maybe i got to do a video but all these people are listening to me, but nobody's really reacting. Okay, we got to have an event or or a reason for somebody to say yes. Let's do a seminar. Let's do a webinar. Let's do a workshop. But now we got all these people. Now we got to do follow up. Okay, let's let's see if we can connect with them on social media. I'll start sending messages. Then all of a sudden, you're starting to get prospects, and you're realizing you're selling a lot. You're writing a lot of proposals. You know, you're creating nurture sequences to follow up because you're chasing them to do business with you. You're trying to, you know, if you do get them, you're trying to retain clients. So you've got all these uh, marketing ideas, tactics, they're racing through everybody's world. You start to realize that almost, and referrals is another one I, I forgot to mention. You start to realize that you've got all these people lined up and what you might call a pipeline or leads, and you realize they're all skeptics you go back, you, know, you go back to that sales and follow up and you're just in constantly in this crazy, insane cycle of selling and marketing and selling and marketing. And that's not a bad thing, except for how much work it is and how draining it is. And in some cases, how much money it is. And in some cases, how impatient people get and want to switch to the next thing. And now it's expensive because you're switching all the time. Anyway, what it ends up being is it just ends up being, a, it's like, there's something missing. Part of that is because consumers are becoming more and more discerning all the time, less, less trusting. So all these things are happening. The truth is, is what we started realizing and what podcasting has done for us is we're way more, way more likely to talk to fans now than we are skeptics. Right? It's very rare that in this company, we get somebody new who wants to work with us doesn't have a clue what we do. They usually know what we do, they know what we stand for, they know what our ideas are, they've experienced that. We don't have to get go through any of that. Moving from a place where we were always talking to skeptics and now we're talking to fans is a completely different world. And that's been an incredible journey. The second part of that is that that's what we actually do for our clients too, which is even more fun because then they can experience the same things that we've experienced. So those are all wonderful things. and. Really how we got to podcasting, Matt, was you and I had met at a conference, and that's why you never want to stop networking, right? But we, we met at a conference, started talking about how we could do stuff together, and I think I was complaining about how difficult it's been to write all the time to get exposure or attention. And then I think you came up and said, well, why don't we try podcasting? I, I think it was your idea where we had seen somebody else do it and said, Oh man, we should try that. And you said, I got a background in podcasting. It was one of those two things. I don't I don't have a, a history of doing drugs and forgetting and <laughs> stuff. It's just I just don't remember the journey to that was really amazing and now our our, our business you know going from an agency model where you're just doing project after project after project to a place where we have a recurring revenue model where we have clients who really trust us have been you know some of our clients been with us from day one and only the ones who were around then can actually have been with us that long but we've picked up a lot of other ones along the way we've had a number of people who've been with us for over three years And some of their success stories are are beautiful and we'll get to that in a bit when you're doing something you love when you're doing something that people need when you're doing something that is i guess for lack of a better word leading edge and fits and is efficient and there's just so many incredible things about podcasting has changed our company and it's it's really changing our lives because you're doing stuff you enjoy having success and most importantly you're seeing other people have success Mm -hmm. that was a long monologue so I gotta take a drink of my coffee. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I say
0: something very similar when people ask me how we landed on podcasting, and I think it was almost the 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 perfect storm of creativity, Kirk. When we were talking about what what is the best way for both of us, because we actually own separate businesses at the time, to to work together to really elevate and to amplify our voices out in the marketplace, and. I remember saying, "Well, you know, I have a background in radio. Nobody's really doing radio anymore." And then I think, you know, we both were just—I think we kind of both came to the decision at the same time. Let's get on the front end of this podcasting thing, which is funny. because podcasting has been around for a really long time, but I think I think what we've created—and and the nice thing—we're we're talking about some of the highlights of, of how this has changed our lives. And I'm going to start with one, Kirk, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch it back over to you, but. When we were going through the branding process uh, for, for the new brand, when when we heard an outside highly respected branding expert say things like, what you guys are doing is a game changer for experts. Wow, I can so feel your passion for all of this stuff. That's the sort of stuff that, to me, just made such a huge difference in in, in my perception of our impact. And and I'm I'm not even talking about the the actual branding process and how that has entirely changed our level of excitement. I'm just talking about getting that outside third party, highly respected consultant who says, "Oh my gosh!" So so I want you to actually talk about. I, I want you to talk about the the media partner. So so let's 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 move on to the media partner. We'll we'll go back and forth on some of these highlights. Is that cool?
1: Yeah, you're always looking for validation in what you're doing. Sitting in a tower in New York City, talking to a company that's owned by a billion-dollar company, <laughs> and they're everybody in the United States who's in the financial services business knows who they are. That that can be a a, a really wonderful thing. What's also really interesting is when you're sitting in a boardroom and they've got all their executives around a table. I think at one time there was about eight of them, eight or ten of them and you're talking about what you do and you have so much conviction and confidence in in it and and how it's going to help their their much bigger organization it's going to be a game changer for them that was pretty cool for me just feeling like this is where i was supposed to be selling the ideas and and the processes and the stuff that we've put in place this is this is just it this is the time and it felt just felt like i hope i hope we can come back to this in a couple of years, and we mm-hmm. experienced this episode actually, to see where we where we where we've taken it, but really was a, a wonderful moment of just this is where I'm supposed to be this is where a company's supposed to be, and this is what I wish I had built earlier, but yeah, you never wanna you know you always want to be grateful for everything that got you to where where you're at, no matter what it is because it always makes you who you are in that moment, right mm-hmm. that media client was good and, and we've since we're working with two other ones. Yeah, some other really big ones. Yeah, we know there's a lot more to come. So anyway. I think one, of the, one of the big ones
0: for me was getting a a, a company who I had experienced them uh, two and a half years ago now. I went to their facilities and 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 they're they're here in Michigan and walked around and I remember looking and saying to the person who was giving me the tour like this is what I want to build. Like, this is just the energy. Mm-hmm. Everything that they had was so where you and I have always talked about with the culture and the the modernization and the technology. And I'm looking at all of the stuff. And and two years later, we inked a deal with them. Probably the the largest deal that we've inked as of now but getting their validation too right kind of going back to that whole validation it's lonely in the world of being an entrepreneur kirk i mean you and i've experienced that for 20 years right people either don't understand what the hell you do or they they can't comprehend what an entrepreneurial lifestyle is but having them say we want to partner with you guys we want first right of refusal if if anybody ever buys into you but my favorite thing was is very recently within this last week we have a we have a product that we're offering through them and we were offered an opportunity to sell a similar product their goal is to have us grow and be successful they could have totally been hardcore letter of the contract but they didn't and they said you know what hey we want you guys to grow we think this is a great idea here are the parameters that that you know we would like you didn't wasn't like you know they weren't being hard about it we would like you to pay attention to and it, it just, it just really made us feel good.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's nice to know that the people that you're planning on doing more and more business with are, you know, for the same reasons you are. Yeah. And that's not always the case. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to that now and you know, you've partnered with people and it's not always both of you moving forward. Right. Cause that's usually a better thing when you're both moving forward anyway. So that was, a, that was a pretty cool highlight. I totally agree with that one. By the way, all our wonderful friends listening, we thank you so much. This is a new journey for us, a start of a new journey, and you'll, you'll have known by our new brand launch, things like that. But we have some lessons coming up later in the podcast that have been huge for us, and we're going to share all those with you, okay? Uncut. Hmm. <laughs> we don't say anything that needs to get edited out usually, but... Although I did one last week, remember?
0: You did.
1: Yeah, I did. It was so fabulous, you guys. It was my best moment in podcasting. And our team edited it out because they said we're going to have lawyers call us if we do it. So it was really sad for me. Another really cool moment for us was having a a venture capitalist call us on behalf of another company that was considering, was looking for a company like us to buy. (laughs) Although I haven't heard back from them for a while. It was really interesting to go through that process. Really interesting that we came, we were at the top of their list as a potential partner. So that was kind of a fun process. So many so many neat things happen when you're kind of get this company and this passion and the right time in the market and all these things going on that are really fun to pursue. Some of it new, some of it I've been through before but all the stuff you've been through before helps you be a lot better for stuff that's new if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, way more prepared and and things don't shock you as much, but this the next highlight for me, a client who I'd been working with for uh, really the last 10 years and when I first started working with them at the multi consulting company I, I worked with, you know, they were at about 400,000 in production and now they're north of 4 million, grown exponentially, just a great group of real financial planners and in the top of their broker dealer which from a compliance standpoint is very very difficult to work with. And we were having a meeting about, you know, really the benefits of podcasting and how they were using it and and the 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 senior partner who who really been he's the major salesperson for the organization and he said Matt the best thing about podcasting is scaled credibility and I'm like whoa first off you know Kirk and I really have never really said that before and and two what do you mean by that and he said Matt every time I tell somebody I have a podcast they look at me differently when i say hey would you like to be a guest on our podcast they treat me differently my centers of influence my existing clients uh, my referral sources all of these people look at us as the experts that we are because of the podcast he said all i have to do is say i have a podcast and that changes the way that people look and interact with me as a business owner i thought that was really
1: powerful and and then they're going to listen to the podcast and it's going to be a whole other level of credibility yeah right there's the instant credibility Although not entirely deep, because there's not really proof that your podcast is any good, or that you're that smart, or that you care about anything, right? But you'll soon learn that on a podcast. Yeah, that's a great story. I remember when that happened. You you were buzzing me on Skype. I I called you right away. I was so excited about that. So yeah, and it's pretty cool when. And and everybody should be listening to this because this uh, maybe this is a a lesson we're going to give ahead of time, but. Our clients, sometimes your clients or your customers, they write your marketing for you. If you're paying attention, it's not always that simple, right? I remember asking, doing um surveys for financial advisors of what their clients thought their brand should be, what what it is about you, you they like, and they'd always say trust. Oh, I really trust Randy. He's a really yeah, he's great. Uh, you know, Susan is just amazing. I always feel like she's sitting on the same t- side of the table as me. You're like, oh my gosh, I hear the same thing. Everybody, everybody trusts their financial advisor, right? So that's not a point of differentiation. When somebody says something like this for you, it's like, wow, okay. And we use that all the time, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's huge. It's probably something you'll get tattooed on you someday. So many of you know, if
0: you follow Kirk's career, that he has been a highly sought after branding expert in financial services for, for really the last 20 years, right? We both read a book uh, called Fix. That turned into us hiring this company and the experience that Kirk and I had was amazing. So Kirk, why don't you, uh, why don't you talk about, about the brand?
1: Yeah. Well, one of the things about what we're doing here at our company is We've been we've been successful working with financial services vertical, if you will. I'm not trying to downplay how important financial services have been by calling them a vertical, but we're talking to marketing speakers, so I'm going to say it. We realize that there's so many other people that compete in the expertise economy that need to market like an expert. Our previous name of our company was Top Advisor Marketing. Our new name of our company is Proudmouth. Getting to Proudmouth has been an incredible journey. For it's a highlight we didn't talk about, but I think it is it's probably the highlight mm-hmm. for probably for both Matt and I. For us personally, right? In growing this company. It's a, an incredible sign. How we got to that was a wonderful journey. We owe a lot of we owe a lot to Rob Howard, Charles Blackwell, and some of the other wonderful people that he's introduced us to, like Dave Rosborough. Trent Martin's. There's another Brianna. I can't remember her last name because I don't think I've seen it, but anyway, there's, there's a whole bunch of people that have been instrumental and cared a ton about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Love what we're doing. Actually, they talk about us more on the calls than they need to. That's been a wonderful thing, but what we do for people or influence accelerators, that's, our, that's who we are at the core. We're not just a podcasting company, we're influence accelerators. We've been doing it for ourselves. We've been doing it for our clients. And we're gonna do it for a long time more and we're gonna keep getting better at it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's the exciting thing. I think you're crazy if you think, I'm gonna wait till these guys get even better before you start working with us, by the way. <laughs> so don't use that as any kind of an excuse to hold off for six months until we get, you know, that one more tweak. We're already doing stuff. And you'll know this in a second, we start telling, sharing some success stories. And then even more so, we start talking about some of the lessons that we've learned for ourselves and our clients. This new brand has been a, a wonderful milestone for us. It's got a lot of soul to it. It's fun. If you don't know our tagline, or our, our, our sorry, not our tagline, our tagline's Influence Accelerator, but our purpose statement is the most powerful. Mm-hmm. And when and when our when these guys came back to us with this, we just I think we just melted. On it was like, yeah, I just I was like, holy crap! Yeah. How did these guys? I think they even admitted that this may have been the best one-liner they've ever come up with. Charles said a, that, yeah, yeah. So this is the this is the the moment for us that really solidified everything we're doing and why we're doing it. And that is that our purpose is to free the world's experts from sales. You heard me talk a lot about skeptics to fans. Imagine if you didn't really have to sell anymore, at least not like you used to, because everybody was a fan instead of a skeptic. That, that's marketing, right? Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful place to be. And that's where what we aspire to achieve for everybody that talks to us, listens to our podcast, we know that you're not all going to work with us. Hopefully you're following us. We really want to make sure you're engaged and and hanging up with us in our influence accelerator Academy. If you don't know about that, uh, check us out. This brand is going to carry us into multiple verticals, helping experts companies all over the world. We've already started to see that it's going to be a wonderful journey and we'd love for you to be part of our family. In some shape, form, or capacity. If you're listening to this podcast and you're telling other people about this podcast, or if you're just enjoying it and you're learning stuff about how to apply to your life or your business, you you are part of our our world, and we appreciate it. You don't need to be a client to for us to feel like we've been a success in your in your world. Thank you. The personal side of personal stuff aside, you know, milestones for Matt and I. There's another side to this from a company that's probably the most important. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go with that, Matt. I'd like for you to actually share the highlights of our company, because this is what we really come to work for, right? Free the world's experts from sales is what we're trying to do. Why don't you take, why don't you carry this one? The first success story is
0: is the true, the onus of of that statement that you just made there. And his name is Larry. Larry came to us as a recovering CPA, and I have to say that right out of the gate, he he wasn't the best podcaster, and he'll admit to this. Then we have a we have nine podcasting tactics that we use with our clients. We were moving Larry through the system, and and really landed on uh, between a hybrid of two and three of our tactics and oh my God, he just lit up. He started interviewing people, he came out of his shell, his personality came out, and he's just like, this is absolutely magnificent. I'm interviewing people who I look up to, and and they're having a good time on the show, and. We know that they're sharing it with all of their friends and family and their business networks. He's ended up being able to track, you know, right around thirty million dollars in, in new assets, and in the financial services world, that that's about three hundred thousand dollars in in new revenue that he attributes to the podcast and in and- the money aside, because he's a business person, he's a rather shrewd business person at that, he wants to make sure that his investment in his marketing is, is making money, but the dude has a great time every time he's behind the microphone. And In the next one here, actually, I'm going to take two, and then I'm going to bounce it back to you, because the other one I think is, is a lot of fun, because he's not a client. Uh, I was just on a podcast earlier today. This guy has been a financial services professional. He's a CPA, actually. He's had a podcast for a long time. 84 episodes in, and I was a guest on his show today. We were just kind of waxing philosophical about podcasting and why he loves it so much. The podcast is called Live a Life by Design. I highly recommend you check it out. He says, You know, Matt, I track anywhere from five to $10 million in new business every single solid or in new assets every year, which would be, you know, anywhere from $50,000 to $100,000 in revenue directly from my podcast, and I don't ever sell. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, has this guy heard our new tagline yet? Because we haven't really said anything about it, and he basically said, "I don't ever sell anymore." He said, "My podcast drives almost all of my business, and if it doesn't, I refer them back to the podcast because I want them to experience who I am before they ever come in." And I was like, "Oh my god, dude, that is that is exactly why we sounds need- life changing." Yeah, and it, it ha- happened. And, you know, it's the live a life by design podcast. And I think he had this major epiphany that he needed to do something different because he didn't want to sound like everybody else. And again, bam, that's right within our wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. Why we have rebranded and why we've done what we've done. And he did it on his own. Yeah. And there, you know, We, we didn't help him. No, not at all. No, he uh, he has his own producer. And I mean, he's he's probably spending more money than he should on the podcast. And but then the fun thing is he's going to be on our podcast. So he's going to be on the problem with podcast here the be your own Love podcast and in, in 2021. And I'm really looking forward to having him on so that people can hear how he uses this it, it directly uh, in, in his business. It was just it was really cool, man.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to fly through a couple here. We've got another uh, another advisor who keeps sending us emails showing us how he's moving up the ladder like the google search ladder when uh, he types in retirement podcast i think he was at three last three time. he was three last week yep yeah so he, that's 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 a a thing for him right that's one of his milestones it doesn't have to be for everybody because you don't need to be popular to be successful with podcasting right remember we, we have a we have a concept called micro right a micro influencer is an expert who owns a specific expertise with a specific audience in a specific region. doesn't matter if anybody outside that region knows knows you whatsoever. What matters is the people who are ideal, who want what you know or what you sell, um, know about you in that region, right? He's doing wonderful. He's had successes right out of the gate, which isn't always the case, right? Our first story took 18 to 24 months, 18 months before he started his first direct uh, a bit of revenue from the podcast. It it can take time. It depends on the, the tactic or the strategy that you're using. For this particular advisor, his podcast took off from day one. He was doing a lot of organic stuff on his own. In addition to what we were doing, which we highly recommend that he do and others do. And he was nailing that stuff and that really helped him jump out of the gates. But one client got him an introduction to a company, doing a webinar for the company getting them to all listen to his podcast before they came to the webinar, and then after the webinar, led to more opportunities, led to another company, do the same thing. Send them the podcast before the webinar, they come in, they're warmed up, they understand how cool you are, get more opportunities, guess what, that leads to more. So that process is how networking and marketing work, but you're expediting it with a high level of credibility and execution. Uh, or at least that's what we're doing for him. So that was another wonderful story. The next story, do you know much about that one, the the fourth one on our list? We had a
0: a client, it's called the Invest With Clarity Podcast, and um, he is still a client of ours today. The best part about this is he moved away from doing radio and doing podcasting, and the reason why he did that is because he said, this is radio on demand, which is something now that we're using in marketing because it's so smart, right? He knows that the amount of, and he uses it not necessarily as a prospecting tool, but he uses it as a as a client communication, and a, and a, he also has a bunch of advisors that work for him, so that he can communicate his third party money management philosophy, which reinforces his message, so that he doesn't get he doesn't get uh, clients when the or calls from clients when the market goes all crazy, and that's his success story. He said, Matt, you know, since I've started my podcast the amount of inbound calls i get when there's massive market turbulence go has gone down exponentially because my clients listen to my podcast and they know what we're going to do when that happens and i think that that is that's just it's just another way to really track success
1: yeah there are so many ways to leverage good marketing content marketing expertise marketing and a podcast as an example there are so many ways to leverage and there's so many benefits like the next story is about a client who does some really high-end planning they'd be up there in the in the and easily the top one percent of financial advisors and the, the types of technical planning they do typically for clients i think over 20 25 million how they use a podcast is not to find new people as much. Now, if somebody refers the podcast, that's wonderful. They already have a process to get in front of new people, but what the podcast does is it quickly gives depth, which you really need when you're doing this highly technical stuff for for wealthy, uh, ultra high net worth families. What they've seen is, and they had success within, I think two to three months, a, a wonderful success story. And the success story was basically that an ideal prospect not only became a client way faster, which saved, uh, saves a lot of time, not a lot of selling had to happen. It was just clarifying things. But the, the, So that was a wonderful story in itself. But the other one, the next one, they said they've never experienced before. And that was that they do, let's just say they do 10 things. They said these 10 things take, typically take years to, con, to convince the client that they need them and to, and to act on them this person came in and not only did they say, I'm ready to go. They said, I want all 10 things out of the gate because they had heard them talk about the 10 things on the podcast. And they realized that they didn't want to wait and slowly go through the process of learning all these other things that that could build a much better wealth plan for them and their families and and their causes and businesses and stuff like that. So that was a tremendous, it was funny because these guys are, are not really that excitable as far as a client, They're, you know, they're working with some really big clients. Uh, they were, they were really careful about when they were, they choose to start podcasting their business. Cause I think we talked to them for probably about a year uh, off and on, but when they said go and they had this moment, it was, it was a wonderful for them. It was so gratifying for them to feel like we did this. It, it fit exactly like we wanted to. So they were, they were really pumped. Uh, we actually had a video testimonial because they insisted on it and uh they were they were pretty excited about explaining you know something that important happening so quickly and so well, anyway, so that was another great story. By the way, these are on our website. I can't remember which part of the website, <laughs> but if you go there, you'll find them. This particular one was a family office on the East Coast. Their first win with podcasting happened about three three to four month mark. What what happened is they had a somebody was referred to them, they referred to their they said look um, before we talk, I would really love it if you listened to some of our episodes of our podcast. Apparently it was like a couple hours later or later that day, this prospect called back and said, "I've been looking for you my whole life. Let's get going. Well, like we got to do this." And they and they said, "Well, you know, why don't you come to Colorado, which is across the country? I know, but." We're doing this big uh, event with our clients, like an appreciation thing. We're gonna have some fun. We're gonna have some great speakers come. Why you come hang out with us here? Which I'm sure most people aren't doing in their practices, but these guys were. Guy was absolutely thrilled. He's a client. He was a, a big client for them. Ideal. It's they've had other wonderful stories like that. You know, sometimes I think when people are looking for marketing, they're always looking for but they think the typical thing is gonna be, ah, I gotta put something on my website, I'm gonna get 10 leads a month. Three of them are gonna follow through and ask for a meeting, I'm gonna show up, they're gonna have a million dollars, they're gonna be the nicest people to work with, they're gonna be organized and they're gonna be ideal for me. I mean, I don't know if that's what people think, but how marketing happens isn't always in a straight line. And sometimes when you do really powerful things, you get really powerful opportunities. And that's exactly what's happening here. And the more you do it, the more opportunities you get, right? And and that's it's hard to say that about all kinds of marketing. Anyway, so we're going to start talking about some lessons. We we've this is a, a long episode today, but stick with us because the next part's going to be really cool. We'll go through this a little bit quicker. The first thing that we've realized in doing this for ourselves and doing this for all the the seventy plus podcasts that we're currently running across uh, right now, two countries: some in Canada, some in uh, United States, and hopeful to expand beyond that soon. Authenticity. The authenticity of a podcast is, is critical. And, and you being authentic in how you market is critical to success. You've, you've all probably tried or seen people try canned marketing libraries, buying blog posts, uh, buying papers, buying on-demand seminars, all that stuff. You can, you can get on there and you can sell. When you create fans, and your business is centered around fans. It's a whole different ballgame, and and there's some other lessons here that I'm going to put that in perspective as we go down here. Authentic content and you being authentic to what you do is a key, and if you can't find that, you're gonna ha- you you want to challenge yourself to figure that out. Okay, I'll leave the next one with you, Maddie.
0: Well, the next one we talked about as as one of the highlights is when the client talked about scaling credibility. But I think that's the lesson that we've learned more than anything here is we have the opportunity to scale our credibility and not just you know do it for our clients when you go through the system that we've created this whole coaching system the podcast coaching program you're going to find little tips and tricks throughout this thing with actionable items that will allow you to scale your credibility and will allow you to increase your spheres of influence and deepen those relationships with each of those centers of influence it doesn't matter what you do for a living you know if you are in the the world of expertise sales and you have centers of influence or strategic partners using podcasting is the ultimate credibility scaler and that's that's pretty much all i have to say about that
1: if if you're going to if you're going to be better at marketing, you got to have a story, right? Matt and I have a story. Mm -hmm. We have lots of stories. You have to have a story about your business. And I know that sometimes depending on what business you're in, if you're in financial services or maybe if you're in healthcare or maybe in real estate, legal accounting, sometimes it feels like you're in a commoditized market, if you will. And everybody's already figured out, you know, the, the, the six talking points everybody needs to talk about but find your story right what is what you're doing solve for people pick that specific thing that you can be really great at and be better than anybody else at it and you can be better than anybody else when you focus on just being that by the way so figure out how you're gonna create your own story and then create that story and move forward with it if you don't really know who you are it's really hard for people to, to 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 know Right. And to buy into that. So make sure make that a big part of how you step forward. And there are lots of good people to help you out with that. For us, it was Rob Howard. If you need a connection, just reach out to Matt or I will make the we'll be more than happy to introduce you because that guy really has been life changing. The next one might be the biggest one of the biggest lessons that we've learned. And we have done podcasts about it, but we're sharing it here again today because we like pounding you guys in the brains with this stuff. Go ahead, Matt.
0: Yeah, you don't have to be the expert in everything. So many people think that just because they're good at one thing, they're going to be great at other things. And we have become experts at outsourcing. And and not outsourcing like entirely outside of our control because these people are still within our bench and you know they're they're people that we have regular communications with, but we have been able to outsource different aspects of of this without having to hire full time people paying benefits and all the stuff. And we're not cheap, it's just more efficient this way and allows for us to continue to grow. And I think that's really, really powerful. I love our strategic partners that we utilize in order to help our clients get even better. And I love it that we do it on, a, on a, an entirely referral basis. We don't get anything for it. Referring business to Rob or or the the Cult Branding or or Communo or some of the other people that we refer to Joe Lucas, right? I mean, those are people that we we do that because it's the right thing to do. We're we're not getting kickbacks, and I love having such a deep bench i love knowing that somebody comes to a problem with us maybe we're not the absolute
1: solution for you but you know what i know somebody who is i mean outsourcing lets you grow with having the best people for the job yep. do their work and then and then step away when they've nailed it for you or take it the next step and i think about how many times in in my business over the years, I've tried to be, I don't know if cheap is really the right word. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it short sighted, maybe.
0: Well, I w- I would say we didn't realize the power of it. We sure didn't when we first started working together. Yeah.
1: Like, we hired a data consultant, who's a former engineer, her name is Ada Bartlett. And Ada is helping us figure out how to provide better stats and and what we call a da- a data board for our clients so that we can watch what's going on with all the analytics happening and and have the analytics tell us stories that point us in the right direction working with her has been an unbelievable experience like she is so crazy organized she's so thoughtful and she's keeping us from making so many mistakes or so many trial and error things that it's just unreal i mean I I literally have not spent more than six hours, maybe six to 10 hours on a massive project for a company. And we're gonna come out of this with a a 10 times better product than we would have if I'd spent 50 hours on it. And that's insane. Mm -hmm. And it didn't cost me 50 hours of my time. It cost her a lot less because she's done this crap. And I don't understand why we're all fighting to do this stuff ourselves or try to hire a full time person or thinking ah, I can't hire somebody full time. So I'm just not going to do that. I don't know what goes through people's head. I don't remember even what went through my head. <laughs> but this is a whole new light It's probably one of the biggest, most wonderful impacts that this is strategic decisions we've made in any anything I've ever done. And it's working like a charm. And like I said, we have 12 to 13 people. So we our company right now is 20 employees but we have 12 to 13 other people who are doing special projects for us that we just pay to do those projects. Mm -hmm. And it's unbelievable. And guess what? When you find really good people, they know other really good people. So your network just goes crazy. And guess what? Now we don't even have to spend time hiring the next expert because we know somebody we already know knows. So that's a big one. Anyway, the next lesson is just following your purpose. I'm going to do two here, follow your purpose and your passion. When you love what you're doing, everything gets easier. Everybody's heard that a million times. But don't forget about that it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day you know running your business doing the things that you do you know try to spend more time doing the stuff that you love or position your business so you spend more time doing the stuff you love okay
0: one of the best things that you and i agreed on was culture and we had a couple of missteps uh, at the beginning that that ended up not ending out as well as we were hoping they would with uh, some key people in places but one of the things that we do that I think is important is we hire for culture. And so you have to fit within our systems, our culture, the personality of our business, because when you don't, uh, everybody in the company feels it, right? We, we hire very slowly. Uh, we have a good process, even though that we're bringing on people overall, uh, like a lot of people, we still hire slowly. We have a lot of different filters that they go through. They have to meet with different people, ask different questions. And then if they're not the right fit, we we do get rid of them because if they're not the right fit, here's the thing: they're not happy either, and so helping them move on to find some other place that might be a better fit for them, we think, is our our responsibility. But. We have company values that we stick very closely to that Kirk and I remind the team of on a regular basis. When somebody shows that team value uh, outwardly to a client or to another team member, we highlight it in our meetings because culture is really important. In fact, we read that book, Black Stretchy Pants, by the the gentleman who created Lululemon. And that really opened up both of our eyes on how important culture is to make sure that people are going to buy into our brand and really what we do so that when they get up in the morning, we're all, you know, moving the boat in the same
1: direction. Yeah, I think another important part is to remember that the, to a degree, we we assign the culture of the company to other people in the company. We Matt and I, we don't just try to work on what we think it is. We kind of let it happen and we let the team to a, to an extent kind of evolve and create the culture too so it's not like you have this set formula and we said we hire for culture it, there's just certain characteristics that we think are gonna help us all stay friends and want to want to root for each other and want to work for each other those kinds of things it's it's also being now known when to get out of the way when maybe and let people kind of create that for you too so it's not all in other words I don't think Matt and I are really that smart to create the culture. It just, <laughs> you just kind of do a couple things and you kind of let it, let it kind of form itself. Yeah. I think, I don't know how to say that, but anyway, I'm going to share a couple quotes here and then I'll let you end off here, Matt. But the quotes, okay. these, these ones are really important to us because they validated Really, really just saw these a couple of months ago, but they really validated some of the stuff we're doing. The first one is by Seth Godin. It was a quote that he made back in 2008, which actually, I'm not sure that validates us as much as it says, Holy crap, we're just getting around to this now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, dude. As I say it, gotta be honest. You'll have no problem with me ever being honest, even when I'm wrong, because I find a lot of humor in that. Those are usually the times you hear me laugh, is when I'm making fun of myself. Anyway. Seth Godin said that content marketing is the only marketing left and my goodness, he was ahead of his time. He's always ahead of his time. There's no better time than to understand that content marketing is the only marketing left. And if you're using other people's content, what do you, what does that say about your, your marketing? It's not yours, right? So what, another thing that Seth Godin says that's really incredible is that attention and trust are the game. Nothing else matters until you have this attention and trust. What does podcasting do? What is social media without podcasting? Or video, right? Or a blog post, you got to create you know, what is social media when you're when you're sharing somebody else's stuff, people figure it out. You got the attention. You got no trust. You got to you got to figure that stuff out, right? The next quotes are, are huge, too. And these are from Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary Vee as some people know him. And Gary V has three quotes that blew my mind when I saw them. I don't remember what I was looking for when I came across these, but I kept grabbing quotes from him. I stopped at three because I, I, I couldn't fit any more on the slide. <laughs> Patience. There's the first one. Patience is grossly underestimated. Oh my goodness. Couldn't agree more. How many people are patient in marketing? Basically not many. Certainly not the ones who are struggling to have success. They know that. Here's the next quote: "Ideas are shit. Execution is everything." I'm quoting somebody else, so, and I apologize to my friend who I'm going to talk about here in a second because his three year olds in the back of the car listening to this podcast <laughs> as they drive home from work. It's true, right? I mean, it's easy to come up with ideas. Who's going to get the work done? You know, Dan Sullivan just uh, wrote a book called Who, I think is it dan Mm -hmm. who's going to do the work we just talked about outsourcing this is the who a lot of times it's got to be the who it's got to be somebody that's not in your company somebody who's who's going to do this and not make mistakes somebody who's got the time got the focus got the energy and you're paying them to do it and you're saving a ton of money by paying them to do it by the way and it's going to be way better you got to start figuring that stuff out i know a lot of people have already figured that out but We got, like I said, we got twelve to thirteen people doing that for us. A third, a third, over a third. If I'm Hmm. doing the math properly, over a third of our team are outsourced experts. Hmm. Here's the next one from Gary V. Pay attention to what people care about and reverse engineer it. We think that if we're talking about content marketing being the only marketing left, then really influence is really market. that. That's the that's the the milestone. Right, that's the indicator. If you're an influencer, your content marketing is working. So, what do we do? We we reverse engineer, become an influencer. We figure out how to accelerate getting you there. When I say accelerate, I don't mean, I don't mean zero to. I don't mean a ten year journey in six months or one month. So you got to adjust your hey, that patience is grossly underestimated. Have some patience. Do the right thing. Still accelerate. But if you ask anybody who's an influencer that you aspire to be. I guarantee you they're going to tell you 10 years. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell you, oh, six months in, man, I was killing it. Oh, my followers on YouTube, oh, people engagement oh, off the charts right away. Unbelievable. It doesn't happen. You got to be ready to go. Those are really huge parts. You had one more thing you want to share, then I'm going to tell the story, but our other highlight.
0: Yeah, I, I get asked this question all the time. In fact, it's just happened when I was on uh, this the Jimmy Williams podcast earlier today. Who does this work for? And if you're listening to this and you're an expert who's tired of being the best kept secret in your area, you know that you're selling, and I'm air quoting their system, is really just true education, then we would love it if you would just kind of hover around our website, take a look at who we are and, and what we do. Because honestly, this is why we get up in the morning to free the world's experts from sales. You are that expert. If you've put in that 10,000 hours, as Malcolm Gladwell says, if you've been doing what you do, and you know that you are truly in your heart of hearts, it is your professional duty to educate the general public in your local, hyper-local, or, or regional area about what you do so that they can make better decisions in whatever your area of expertise is we'd we'd really we'd really love to have the chance to help you why don't you wrap up with uh with this um success story with the the guy who's going to chastise you for swearing because his his kids
1: listening to you cuss on the podcast yeah so well i'm quoting somebody and life happens right (laughs) and uh, adrian might have fallen asleep before i said that anyway so hey adrian polcini you are our youngest listener that we know of you are three years old and we we just want to tell you how much we appreciate you listening. And we want to make sure that when you're listening to our podcast and your dad's driving, that he's paying attention to what he's doing on the road. Okay. I want to share a quote that I learned from you that your dad shared with me because he thought you know it was pretty, pretty exciting. I know dad's teaching lessons about life pretty early here, <laughs> how to be great at marketing. But your dad tells me that your one of your favorite sayings is, is get in the game. Get in the game is is a big part of what we're talking about here today. So thank you for that, Adrian. And what's really important here is that if you're sitting on the sidelines and you're hoping something's gonna be better in your life or your world or your business, you you, you, you can't be if you're not in the game. Whatever you want out of life, whatever you want out of your business, whatever you want in your career, if, if you want change, you want better, all those things, you gotta start thinking about the principles that are gonna guide you. So you gotta get in the game. Adrian. So you keep saying that. You keep reminding your dad, who by the way is in the game because he's doing all this stuff. And I know he's already had a success story right out of the gate, which is amazing. I can't wait to hear more and when by the somebody way, cares about what you're doing and they take the time to go tell you that they care about what you're doing. It, it's huge energy for people. So David, I thank you for that because you're always, you're texting me. You're always telling me when you think we're doing a good job when we're on, you're just, you're fun to be around, man. I appreciate that. And that's what this is about too, right? You share share what's important to you and other people will join on and become fans. And that makes it so much fun. Just a special thanks to my kid for uh, lighting me up there during the start of COVID with that wonderful statement that I shared at the start. Thank you to my business partner for being as amazing as you are. You bring so much energy to to my uh, work, my business life and my personal life. I think it's been an amazing journey. And we're just getting started with this new brand. It's a huge moment for us to kick this off. We're gonna be proud enough for a long time. We hope that that becomes a household name or a, our name that you guys chuck around in your in your business and how you do things. I don't know if I can close it off any better than that, man.
0: Thank you for listening to Be Your Own Loud, where we reverse engineer success to help you accelerate your influence and break free from the torment of sales. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to our podcast, share with others in your company or profession, follow us on social media. This podcast is brought to you by Proudmouth, the influence accelerators. Visit us at proudmouth.com and join our Influence Accelerator Academy for free to enhance your marketing mindset and
1: know-how.